Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's already Tuesday. Uh-huh, yeah, it is. It's Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Please come inside. There is much, 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 much to talk about. Uh, much, actually, to be uh, optimistic about. Uh, much um, that uh, points to the fact that we are winning. We are winning. I know we've got some speed bumps to go through uh, to get to uh, victory, and victory would mean, I don't know, freedom of expression, uh, allowed again, uh, uh, all of the government surveillance, the nonsense, the censorship and whatnot, uh, all of that taken care of, the deep state completely exposed, and uh, ultimately a whole lot of people tried and thrown in prison for abuses and usurpations. I think we're on our way. I do. I think we're on our way. We're on the old uh, abuses and usurpations train, so uh, welcome aboard. Uh, We will uh, definitely be uh, covering a lot of that today. Joe Biden, uh, of course, uh, repeated uh, an oft- uh, um, told line about a conductor who had retired 20 years earlier, talking to Joe about riding the Amtrak. We'll get to that very shortly. Uh, also, Joe Biden started talking about electric vehicles and everything, uh, including the new electric Hummer. There's uh, there's a dealership literally a uh, half mile from my house. They got three or four of these new electric Hummers, and uh, man, they are spectacular. And uh, I went out, and I, about a year ago, I sat inside of one, and they came out, and they said, hey, you can't sit in the vehicle. So I was like, okay. And it was open, but you know, whatever. You don't want to rabble in the, in the hundred and thirty thousand dollar car well all of those cars are still sitting there because nobody wants them because they're pieces of crap yeah because they weigh nine thousand pounds and the batteries weigh more than a corolla and uh, you can't afford it and they take four days to charge but we'll get to uh, all of that very shortly on the uh, on the show we'll start off with uh, what's going on with the economy how's your economy doing how you doing if you're making $100,000 a year, I remember when $100,000 a year was a lot of money. I do. I remember the first time I made $100,000 a year. And I'm going to tell you, uh, since that time, I've made uh, zero. <laughs> a couple of years there, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty brutal. But anyway, uh, 8 million Americans are earning more than $100,000 a year, and they're living paycheck to paycheck. Now, the first time I made $100,000 a year was in 1997. I did morning radio in Minneapolis, and the boss wanted to keep me, and he says, we're going to bump you to six figures. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm making money, money, money. And I did. We had disposable income at the time. Uh, We had no children. So I was able to, you know, do pretty well on that that amount of money back in 1996, 97. And then, uh, you know, things happen and all that stuff. But $100,000 ain't what it used to be. A combined income of $100,000 uh, you're going to be able to pay your bills. You're going to be able to pay your mortgage. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, do a few things. But you are not going to be able to save a damn dime for retirement. Nothing. Nothing really left over. That's just the way it is. Unless you're really good with money, maybe your house is paid for, whatever. Depends on where you live, right? Trailer park in Arkansas, you could rock with $100,000. Uh, living in Manhattan, uh, you'll be homeless. So almost two-thirds of Americans say they're living paycheck to paycheck. And nearly 5% of those struggling earning over $100,000 a year. As inflation continues to bite, the Consumer Price Index for December showed that over the last 12 months. All items increased about 6.5%. 
before seasonal adjustment. That means 166 million Americans unable to save any money at the end of the month. And been there, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, and then and if you can't make it to the end of the month, what do you do? Well, you get out the old credit card. You get out the old credit card, and you max those out. Well, people are doing that, too. It's kind of like what the federal government is doing, actually, but much, much worse because you've got to pay it back. <laughs> of those 166 million, 8 million, 5% were earning more than $100,000. That increase uh, represents a 9% increase from last year. Well, that's what happens when inflation goes through the ceiling. That's what happens when your grocery bills increase. Well, depending on what you're buying, eggs 100%, right? 100% more on eggs. Average American earns $58,000 a year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Prospects for consumer spending are cloudy, according to Lydia Bussar, senior economist at EY Pantheon. I guess they know a lot about spending. Elevated prices, ev- eroded personal savings, and increased reliance on credit. I, what did I just say? What did I just say? Uh, point to weak consumer spending this winter. These dynamics will be exacerbated by negative wealth effects from lower stock prices and declining home values. In other words, uh, Joe Biden has kind of used his what he's called what I call the uh, crap touch. He's got this thing I call a, a crap touch. Uh, everything that is gold, he turns to crap. Crap touch. Yeah, I did that a little while ago. He certainly has done that to the economy. Sharpest increase in costs over the last 12 months has been energy. Fuel oil is up 41% over last year. Well, I don't know why we were you know, not able to pay the bills, honey, with our $100,000. Dallas, the Twin Cities, and Baltimore are suffering some of the country's highest rates for inflation for food prices, which rose 14%, 13.7%, and 13.5%, respectively, according to Axios News Analysis. So there you go. That's the economy. Then here's something else that's kind of interesting. You know, everybody's telling you that uh, Donald Trump doesn't have a chance, a snowball's chance in, uh, in hell of winning the presidency. He is over, but at the same time, Democrats are still attacking him. Over the weekend, uh, President Trump went to two campaign rallies, one in New Hampshire, uh, one in South Carolina. A very nice crowds uh, went into a little uh, Zesto ice cream and burger place, and a, a woman at the counter asked if she could pray with the president, and he and he held hands with her and took a prayer. You know, and they don't do that a lot with Joe Biden. If they hold his hand, it's usually to lead him somewhere because he doesn't know where the hell he is. That's basically it. But. Um, he was there, and, and oddly enough, uh, we're getting ready to jump into this uh, this whole uh, uh, you know election season, which Donald Trump is the only candidate who's officially announced. And uh, right before the uh, weekend events uh, last week, uh, DirecTV canceled Newsmax, which. Uh, carries his rallies and gets huge, 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 huge numbers, like three to five million people on a Saturday night. And DirecTV obviously recognized that was going to be a problem, so they decided to follow in the tracks of uh, their canceling OAN, OAN last year. This on the directive of Nancy Pelosi and a couple of Democrat senators who got in touch with DirecTV last year and said that OAN and Newsmax and Fox spread disinformation or misinformation, which is not true. The government, the only uh, thing that is uh, considered disinformation or misinformation is anything that disagrees with the official government narrative. All right? All of that is true. It's been proven by <clears throat> the Twitter files. We got a new uh, uh, lawsuit against the federal government by a couple of attorneys general. All of this is coming out, right? All of this is coming out. But it still can't stop the Trump train. Check this out. 
So uh, recent polling in critical primary states, New Hampshire and South Carolina, show that Donald Trump, now you're thinking, oh, you know, I know that uh, Ron DeSantis, I mean, he's winning. I mean, yesterday I was looking at the UK Daily Mail. Ron DeSantis is out in front. Uh, you know, no polls are showing that Ron DeSantis is out in front, generally, uh, with regard to the primaries. In, in, in fact, uh, Donald Trump is pulling away in some of them. But anyway, uh, this uh, new New Hampshire poll shows that 37% of, uh, of uh, primary voters would vote for Donald Trump. Followed by Ron DeSantis, 11% lower. Uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununo, 13%. Okay? Uh, the other story is South Carolina showing Trump with a slightly larger lead over DeSantis. The former president has 43% of the support from primary voters compared to the Florida governor's 28%. Trump, back in 2016, easily won the New Hampshire and South Carolina primaries on his way to the GOP nomination. This is a poll done by the uh, Trafalgar Group, and they are very, very accurate. And, you know, if you, it doesn't surprise me that uh, Donald Trump is out in front because the people who support him still believe in him. There's a thing called loyalty that happens when you go to Washington, D.C., and you do what people ask them, uh, you know, what, what, what they ask you to do. And he did that. I was thinking about this last night. I remember uh, Donald, uh, Ronald Reagan. I was, uh, I was in junior high when Ronald Reagan was elected president. And, uh, and he did that to some degree. He also worked across the aisle uh, with some Democrats to get some things done. But he, was a, he definitely was a, a game changer as far as the Republican Party. Donald Trump, and, and I know this is, uh, uh, you should never, uh, ever blaspheme uh, Ronald Reagan. That's the way it's always been in talk radio. You never blaspheme uh, Ronald Reagan. And I got to tell you, I, I, I think he was a great communicator. I think he did a wonderful job for the country. And I would consider him among the top presidents ever. And then came Donald Trump, and he changed everything. He changed the Republican Party. Uh, Ronald Reagan kind of ushered in the uh, the new era of the Republican Party, kind of uh, showing the Republican Party was not just about country club Republicanism. And then we saw kind of a return to that. And then we saw a kind of return to that with uh, George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush and uh, and uh, Dick Cheney and all that. And then Ronald or then uh, Don, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump goes. In and uh, turns it upside down, turns everything upside down. Uh, suddenly makes all of these rhinos look like uh, you know, uh, a joke, all right, like a joke. And, uh, and really, really return power to the people, and people know it too. That's why they still support him. They know he's a hawk on the border. They know he's a hawk on defense. They know that he is a good and decent man. Hence, people praying for him on the campaign trail. And so, uh, despite all of the attacks, and I think this is, I actually think this is wonderful. Think about all the attacks. And I, and I was remembering, because I worked at a radio station in Kansas City when Donald Trump made his announcement he was going to run for president. And I remember him coming out on the escalator and all that. And I remember before that, he was a playboy that everybody loved. Everybody loved Donald Trump. Black people, white people, Hollywood, Oprah, everybody loved Donald Trump. And then he started talking about what he was going to do for the country. And that's when he announced that he was a conservative, a pro-life conservative. He started mentioning he was going to get Roe v. Wade, get rid of that. And that's when the hate fest, and that's when the attack machine started happening. I remember when people would stand at rallies, Trump rallies in 2015, and Antifa thugs would get in line and start fights with Trump supporters. That's when it happened. And it's been unrelenting ever since. Two baseless impeachment 
scandals. Despite the fact that the major scandals were happening at the FBI and the DHS and the HHS and all of those organizations we now know are so ungodly, profoundly corrupt, and Donald Trump was the antithesis of that, and he went in to clean house, and they happened to get rid of him in 2020. But they didn't get rid of us. They didn't get rid of us. They didn't get rid of the people who believe in the constitutional principles of the United States. They didn't get rid of the people who stand when the national anthem is played. They didn't get rid of the people who don't care about color. We all are here together. This is a melting pot. We've always believed that. We don't believe this nonsense that was created by the left with regard to CRT, with regard to white, uh, white supremacy and white privilege which, by the way, was a construct created about 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, and really started hammering at home, white privilege and all that. Well, please tell that to some coal miners in Appalachia, how privileged they are. Or tell that to the, uh, the kids. I remember when I grew up in, in Iowa, uh, it, you know, there were a lot of kids at school that would arrive a little bit late. And you're thinking, man, a kid, what the hell are they doing arriving late? Somebody's got to give them a little what? Well, it turns out on, uh, on farm communities, a lot of those kids have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go out and unfreeze water tanks for cattle to drink, and they have to shovel bleep, and they have to feed animals so the rest of the country can eat. Yeah. So, uh, you know, bleep you and your uh, white privilege thing, all right? It's all nonsense. This is a great country, and we did it together. We became the greatest individual uh, instrument of, of economic growth and, and freedom of expression in the history of mankind, and we did it together. Yeah, and we made mistakes along the way. But we are not the country that the left claims we are, and Americans are sick and tired of all of the nonsense. All right, so we got a lot of stuff coming up on the show. Um, some very interesting uh, thoughts with regard to uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy. Uh, we've also got some, oh, oh, uh, California really screwed up uh, uh, pot legalization. Joe Biden went off the rails. Oh, also a lot of news on uh, Tyree Nichols beating death at the hands of police. There may be a reason why four of the officers were fired immediately. It may have been a setup. The number here is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right, so uh, later in the show, uh, Representative Ken Buck's going to talk to us. He's got a new book called Crushed Big Tech's War on Free Speech. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, you haven't been able to talk about a lot of stuff. You know, like COVID or uh, where COVID came from. It's obvious it came from China. We are obviously paying for it. Uh, duh. I mean, all of this stuff is fairly easy. If you just do a little research and eventually it's going to come out because we're still kind of a free country. Just kind of a free country. Uh, he's going to talk to us about things that he has discovered with regard to a big tech censorship working with the deep state to shut people up. AT&T and DirecTV, they're doing the same thing. They're doing the bidding of the government. They uh, just dropped uh, uh, Newsmax from their lineup last week. They did this on the heels of uh, doing the same thing to OAN last year. And if you think you're safe, if you think, you're, oh, at least we still got Fox. Well, I hate to tell you this, but they want to go after Fox too. So uh, if you got it, I want to drop it. This is uh, Jim Gossett. Get that dish off my roof. Big problems I am having with DirecTV. They drop Newsmax from their lineup suddenly. Huh. Tomorrow I will be calling AT&T. There must be 
50 ways to cancel service. I could watch uh, Netflix or something. 50 ways to cancel service. You just pick up the phone, Joan. Cancel your plan, Stan. Send an email, Gail, to DirecTV. Oh, you're going to lower my price? Nah. Tell them you're through, Lou. What you need to do, Sue? Dump AT&T, Lee, and set yourself free. Did you hear that, Lee? You just make the call, Paul. <laughs> Return the dish, Trish. Suspend auto pay, Ray. <laughs> and listen to me. <laughs> you're going to love it. When you tell them to shout it, millions will flee, D. From DirecTV. Yeah, DirecTV has lost a whole lot of uh, subscribers uh, just because, uh, you know, a number of reasons. Uh, but uh, last week, uh, like 55,000 just said, you know, if you're going to drop Newsmax, I think we're kind of done with you. I think we're kind of uh, we're kind of done with you. So bye-bye. So here's what you can do. Uh, if you would like to stand up for free speech, text the word EVENT to 39747, EVENT to 39747, Newsmax the fourth highest rated cable news channel. It's got my show on it, and it's really awesome. Thanks. Uh, but DirecTV keeps uh, giving 22 liberal news channels, pays them a lot of money. President Trump calls AT&T and DirecTV censorship unacceptable. Uh, he is urging you to cancel DirecTV, even AT&T services like cell phones and wireless. We've got to oppose woke companies. Text the word EVENT to 39747. EVENT to 39747. And, you know, you keep it going. It's incremental. It's incremental. And sooner or later, you can't say a damn thing. We, had, we went through this. You couldn't talk about the, 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 the virus. You couldn't talk about CRT. You couldn't talk about, oh, hell, Kyle Rittenhouse possibly being innocent, which he was found innocent. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on. All of the things... That uh, big tech, mainstream media called disinformation and misinformation. And I said, huh, why are they calling it disinformation and misinformation? And then I realized it was because the federal government was involved in all of it. And I told you that the only thing, the only entity that can declare what is truth or untruth, disinformation or misinformation, is the government. And when they do... It's their way of shutting you up. Oh, by the way, the dear leader has finally ended and lifted the COVID emergency. It's going to stop on May 11th after more than three years. The White House is urging a 14-week drawdown to deal with Title 42 at the border, student loans, and hospitals. So the dear leader has finally, and is anybody even paying attention to this anymore? Does anybody even care about this nonsense? All I care about, I don't care if the state of emergency has been uh, withdrawn. I don't live by your stupid state of emergency. Never have, by the way. All I want to do is wait for the trials. All I want to do is wait for old Nuremberg too, because the people are going to have to be paid for. Oh, yeah. And then there's this, Kevin McCarthy, new Speaker of the House. Did you realize, you want to know how many federal government, uh, what the percentage of the federal government workforce is, it's still working f- remotely? Is it 10%? I never worked remotely. I mean, I work remotely now because i got a home studio, right? I'm very fortunate that way. 47% of federal employees still not at work. Still not at work. Get your butt to work. 
See, this proves to be, I told you, they needed a minimum of 20% cut across the board, federal government employees. I know it's terrible, but they did it to Keystone XL. They can do it for the federal government, too. It's bloated. More on this and much on Memphis and Tyree Nichols, some surprising developments. That's on the way. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. We all, of course, uh, recoiled at the death of uh, Tyree Nichols being beaten to death by five police officers, all police officers of color. And, of course, the usual suspects thought the worst of America. And uh, and it's kind of funny that uh, Barack Obama and a whole bunch of other people say immediately, we need to reform the police. Well, didn't they already do that? <clears throat> like uh, after George Floyd, all the stupidity surrounding the uh, George Floyd uh, murder. And I'm not defending the police officers in jail for his murder. No, no, no. Just all the idiocy surrounding it and an attempt to, uh, to uh, change the country and an attempt to uh, blame us all for being racist and everything, even though... Back in the Civil War, dirt poor farmers uh, went off to fight for slaves. And these farmers working in fields, by the way, went off to fight for enslaved people and then came back to their farms, many of them uh, missing limbs and, and, uh, and uh, living a hard scrabble life with a dirt floor shack and all that. But, you know, never mind that. Never mind that. You know, America's racist, racist, racist. And uh, black police officers clearly are... Racist, like whatever. Anyway, doesn't make any sense. It's it's all. Uh, there's a point where your your uh, spidey sense kind of goes off, and you go, "What the what what really? There's something going on here." We, they pull over a guy in a FedEx truck. He's in a FedEx truck for reckless driving. They take him out. They grab him out of the truck, throw him to the ground immediately. Then start giving him 71 swift and contradictory command uh, contradictory commands in 13 minutes as they beat him to death. So uh, they gave him 71 orders in 13 minutes while they violently beat him, most of which were confusing or even impossible to obey. Right? 
It, it, it just kind. Of, uh, he was uh, he was born in Sacramento, moved to Memphis, February twenty twenty. Was driving from a suburban park where he had taken photos of the sunset. He was driving along East Rains Road in southeastern Memphis when he was encountered by the police. Uh, one officer said he was cutting through traffic. Expert claimed the footage is an example of contempt of cop in which officers harm civilians for perceived disobedience, which is un- unwarranted. Uh, Jeffrey Alpert, a professor of criminology and criminal justice at the University of South Carolina, said it was far more rampant in the 80s when I started doing police work than it was in the 90s or 2000s. Even before body cams, cops were getting more professional and wouldn't make it personal like it seemed to be in this case. Like it's personal. It's like it was personal. Kind of crazy. Footage released by the city of Memphis shows Mr. Nichols being pulled over by officers with their arms, their firearms drawn. As he's pulled out of the car, sat on the ground, three officers surrounding him, ordered him to get on the ground, clearly confusing the suspect. Get on the ground, I'm going to tase your ass. Mr. Nichols insists, you guys are, are, are really doing a lot right now. I'm just trying to go home. Police then pin down his arm, press a taser against his leg, give further orders while he continues to say, I'm on the ground. Eventually, he is told to move on his stomach, but just three seconds later, they shoot pepper spray into his face. It's almost like it was a setup or something. Now, last night I tweeted, I said, this just seems odd. This isn't racist. This isn't, this isn't uh, about police departments everywhere, right? Because the police departments have been under a microscope and have been subjected to idiocy uh, from uh, the left in this country because of uh, George Floyd. While the left was, uh, you know, defunding police, destroying uh, police recruitment, watching uh, crime draw, go through the ceiling. 97% increase in crime uh, in the last two years in Chicago. All right? And then they had to change uh, Andrew Mima, get rid of the Washington Redskins, the Land of Lakes Indians, uh, what, all, all sorts of other idiocy and all of that. But I thought, man, this sounds something like maybe cultural. Something is it the culture of this police department? I don't know what it was. Then I see Paul Morrow, who's a former FBI inspector, uh, who was on uh, talking with uh, with his uh, Gutfeld last night, I guess, about about what happened. The majority of police throughout the country have, are getting deployed with body cams, right? So if this were to happen again, someplace else, with white people, to your point, you'd see it. Yeah. We'd know about it because it's on body cam. The fact that these guys were cammed up and still felt <sighs> free to do what they did yeah. tells me that there was a real lack of oversight. They were out there sort of on their own, an echo chamber of their own. They only see each other. They have the same days off, et cetera. And a, and a thing develops where they start to sort of pair away from the rest of the police department, and it becomes its own thing. Hmm. And the culture that developed was very bad. If you look afterwards, they left the body cams on, which is real trouble for them because it's all coming into the criminal case. Mm-hmm. They're fist bumping. They're, it's very celebratory, right? Yeah. This is a cultural thing. It's not a race thing. Yeah, they were fist bumping. That's kind of weird. That's 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 kind of strange. Memphis Fire Department has fired two EMTs, and a lieutenant called out to a fatal Tyree Nichols beating after they violated numerous protocols by ignoring police brutality victim as he lay dying. Trio comprised of two EMTs: Robert Long, Jamichael Sandridge, and Lieutenant Michelle uh, Whitaker. They all failed to conduct an adequate patient assessment, apparently, and the three did not meet expectations in their actions. Their firing comes hours after a sixth police officer, Preston Hempel, was told he was losing his job. Hempel was one of the officers who initially pulled Nichols over in a traffic stop and fired his taser as Nichols ran away. Hempel was not on the scene when Nichols was beaten to death. 
I uh, mentioned this yesterday, and uh, and I said, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a crisis in the black community. It's been going on for thirty. 40, 50 years, and it's only gotten worse. And, and my initial response was, well, you know, uh, you look what's happening in the black community. Uh, you look at the uh, the violence that's happening there. You look at uh, you look at the uh, fatherless homes and all that, uh, is, and, and defunding the police. Would it surprise you that maybe the police have, have hired people who are substandard, who have a void in their character, to do something like that. And then Jason Whitlock, uh, who I admire greatly, he echoed that sentiment. No racial group in America is more out of line with God's natural order than black people. 70% of our kids are born to unwed mothers. We don't view family as a necessity for success. It's just one of many options. It's prioritized well below allegiance to racial idolatry, the Democrat political party, and hip-hop culture. Those allegiances have made us hostile to a biblical worldview, indifferent toward marriage, and convinced there's little value in male leadership. Scripture is the kryptonite that weakens us rather than the cape we wrap ourselves in to unleash superpowers. Yeah, baby mama culture explains the Tyree Nichols tragedy. Well, baby mama culture. It's kind of interesting he said that. Because uh, <laughs> there's a new story coming out. And Maj Touré is a uh, major, uh, I guess, Second Amendment advocate, uh, black man. And he was tweeting yesterday that um, Tyree Nichols worked at uh, FedEx, allegedly uh, had a relationship with Officer Demetrius Haley's ex and his baby mom, who also works at the same FedEx. This is a rumor. I'm just saying this is what he's putting online. I'm just reading what he had to say here. Uh, Haley may have also been rumored to have taken and sent photos of Tyree after he was bloody and sent them to her. Now, this should be pretty easy to figure out, right? It kind of makes you wonder, why did they arrest these? Why did they fire these cops so fast and and, uh, charge them with second-degree murder? I mean, like that, without an investigation. Really? Oh, they must know some stuff. Master Ray writes, that beating was too personal. Got to be more to it. What if he slept with one of their wives? What if all the five cops knew about it? What if he saw the attempt to uh, pull him over as a hit tried to uh, get him, get, he tried to get away? What if this wasn't about a traffic stop, but revenge? I'm just reading what Master Ray is saying, by the way. Just reading it. And then one of the former Memphis police officers fired after the arrest, death of Tyree Nichols, faced a previous lawsuit from an inmate who claimed he was beaten unconscious by him. Demetrius Haley. Huh. Same guy. Same guy here. Uh, Worked uh, uh, at the Shelby County Corrections Department. He's one of five officers fired, uh, you know, because of the beating of uh, Tyree Nichols. And uh, the uh, Shelby County Correctional Facility claimed Haley and other officers beat him so badly he passed out this guy. Filed a lawsuit against him. Man was allegedly strip searched in a restroom by Haley and, and another officer while a sergeant supervised. Again, back to the cultural thing, right? A little bit of that. But that didn't got, uh, stop the left from immediately uh, using the same typical racist rhetoric they always do. Here, Whoopi Goldberg, she's saying, you know, if it would have been a white guy, then they, they would have been arrested and this would have never happened. If it's a white policeman or a black policeman, it is a problem in the police, in the policing yeah. itself, you know. Seems things don't seem to make sense to people unless it's somebody 
they can feel or they can mm -hmm. recognize. But how many times do we have to do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? Well, they, they get happen. It happens more often, actually, with uh, white uh, people. It does. I mean, you look at this. It happens more often. It's just that uh, the news won't cover it because, uh, you know, the narrative is not uh, this. I'm not suggesting that. So don't write us yeah, you are. and tell me what a, you know, what a racist I am. I'm just asking, is that, is that what people have to see in order to wake up and realize this affects us all? Okay, yeah, okay, so there you go. You're, 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 you're thinking the worst of America, thinking that it's a systemic, it's a racism thing, even though the left went after the police and reformed the police and defunded the police and all this stupid crap that they did that caused the country to go to hell in a handbasket, and they want to double down on it because they're stupid. And they're racist. And then there's, uh, who the hell is it? Oh, Anna Navarro. Anna Navarro. Now, now, if most people, were, like where I live, if we saw a police beating like that, we'd be videotaping it. Uh, if we saw a, a person of uh, color in distress, I think 99% of the people here would go, ha, 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 enough, enough, stop, stop, stop. That's just the way it is. But, uh, of course, uh, Anna Navarro says that uh, uh, nobody did it because this guy, because uh, uh, Tyree was black. And, uh, and the cops were blue first, not black. Would have done more to help a dog out than they did to help Tyree Nichols out. And that is inhumanity. And what we saw in this case is that good cops come in any gender, any class, any color. And bad cops can be of any gender and any color. And these cops were blue before they were black. There you go. And they're using this excuse to, uh, you know, go after police everywhere. Again, again, even though they fixed everything by defunding police and caused the country to go to hell in a handbasket with uh, cities like Seattle and San Francisco and Detroit and uh, St. Louis and un unlivable. Uh, Chicago, dear God, unlivable. And then there's Sonny Hostin. She wants every white person to watch that video of Tyree Nichols because they need to. Even you, uh, you know, white people who have black kids. You know, even you uh, Iowa farmers who go out and bust your butts all day long to feed your cattle and feed America. You're a racist and you need to watch this video. Well, you know, I have to say I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the video um, because I've seen so many of them. Mm -hmm. And as the mother of a black son who's six foot two, and 20 years old, my worst nightmare is what is probably on that video. And um, there's, you know, studies that show that black people that continuously watch these videos suffer from PD PTSD, and it's called late oh, faith, wow. because we see our loved ones in the video. Um, but I think there are people that need to see the video. Mm -hmm. Those people that can just decide not to watch it because they know it's not going to happen to their kid. Those are the people that need to watch it. Yeah, you're talking about white people. So, uh, clockwork orange, anyone? Clockwork orange? Let's sit there and just open your eyes up with these little claws, open them up, and play the video. This is a piece by Karishima. Karishima Rao. Did Tyree Nichols work at FedEx? Alleged Demetrius Haley, wife complaint, uh, claim explored. And I'm just saying, this is just what people are writing about. I'm just reading that here. I'm just saying, why would five black officers pull over a FedEx driver, uh, guns drawn for reckless driving, pulling him out of the vehicle, start beating on him immediately, and then beat him to death? It doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. I got a little bit more on this piece, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. At 800-922-6680, uh, Occam's Razor. Sometimes the uh, the obvious answer is 
right there in front of you. We'll get to more of this in a second. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's The Rob Carson Show. You know what I love? I love it when the na- the left's narratives blow up in their faces. And it happens all the time because they're generally based on no facts, uh, purely uh, emotional response to everything. And, and uh, this may be happening uh, with the death of uh, Tyree Nichols at the hands of uh, five black police officers in Memphis, a black police chief, a black mayor, uh, and a mostly black population of Memphis. And you all kind of wondered, why, why would a FedEx driver be in charge, being pulled over because of reckless driving, pulled out of his truck and then beaten to death over about 13 minutes. Why would that happen? Especially by uh, five black police officers. And then, of course, uh, Van Jones, well, because of uh, racism, which, you know, of course, thinks the least of black people. That you are easily manipulated. That you can be taught to uh, do the white man's bidding and, uh, and you know, kind of like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character in Django Unchained, my favorite movie. Kind of like that. Have you seen that scene with the dog? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. And this is what Maj Ture is saying. Maj Ture is a libertarian political activist and rapper. Also created uh, the nonprofit Black Guns Matter so that uh, people in the inner cities can defend themselves. You know? He says that Tyrese Nichols uh, worked at FedEx, allegedly had, uh, had sex with Officer Demetrius Haley's ex. Demetrius uh, Haley, uh, also the baby mama, that's his baby mama, works at the same FedEx. And then apparently, uh, you know, they did a little high five. The officers did a little high five after beating Tyree unconscious. And uh, rumor has it, rumor has it, that some pictures were taken by the officer and sent to her. That's what Tyree, uh, that's what that's Maj Ture is saying. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Then there's this piece here. It says, uh, Tyree Nichols' recent death left people uh, worldwide in shock. 29-year-old died three days after being brutally beaten by police officers in traffic south of Memphis. Uh, net, netizen, netizens, these are uh, citizens of the uh, internet, uh, believe that the deceased was having an affair with one of the police officer's ex-wife and baby mother. For the unversed on the night of uh, January the 7th, Tyree uh, Nichols was returning home when he was stopped for reckless driving, according to the Memphis Police Department, as he tried to break loose from the police officers who eventually restrained and beaten by the cops. The now deceased can be seen getting kicked, punched in the head, pepper sprayed, tasered, getting struck multiple times with a baton. Nothing he could do to comply, by the way. They just kept the beating coming. Three days later, he died, succumbed to his injuries. Police officer Justin Smith, Emmett Martin, Desmond Mills, Tadarius Bean, and Demetrius Haley have been fired facing criminal charges, including second-degree murder. While CBS News confirmed that Diary Nichols was an employee in FedEx, several net netizens have speculated that he was in a relationship with police officer Demetrius Haley's ex-wife, also worked with the deceased at the company. So this is what's going around. I, I don't know. This will all come out. It, it, it kind of fits the narrative a little bit better than just five police officers randomly beaten to death a black guy. Right? Occam's razor. Kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Twitter, um, uh, Sir Major tweeted, I am being told Tyree Nichols was in a relationship and worked with a Memphis FedEx with uh, Memphis police, Demetrius Haley's ex-girlfriend and baby mama. Now, this is all going to come out, but you makes you kind of wonder, why'd they fire those cops so quickly? Normally, there's a little investigation you put on paid leave. Huh. What do they know that we don't? Randall in Pacific Grove, California is on the phone. Hey, Randall, what's up, my friend? 
Good morning. Before I ask you your opinion on the Ed 209s that they're trying to, um, they did get them approved in San Francisco, you know, the RoboCop movie. Okay, well, they approved them, uh, but the, the problem is they all of a sudden just shut it down uh, after it was approved. But I'll ask you that later. I want to mention that if there hadn't been an overhead cam, there never would have been a video, a video of the second beating. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, I want to make it really, really clear, as I've noticed for quite a while, that uh, um, <clears throat> black women actually are raising their kids to hate black men. Uh, that's just a fact. It's almost universal. I don't even... It's just the way they talk on the Internet, the way their attitude is. Um, uh, they, they actually don't even like their own sons. Um uh, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't know man. anything about that. That's that's superfluous. Uh, get to your thought. You got about thirty seconds. Right. Okay. Uh, my thought on it is, uh, I think that this low standard of hiring and the forty officers in the Scorpion unit are a different source of funding. All right, Randall, I got to run. I got to run. We're up against our, Randall. We're up against a heartbreak, brother. I am sorry. Thanks for the call. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Like the show. You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. They won't give you the facts. They don't tell the truth. Their bias is incredible. Now millions are turning to Eric Bowling, The Balance, to get the real story. Watch him on Newsmax. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 